What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Moth Podcast. My name is Boaz, and across from me... It's Chris Daxer, right back at you. Lemeter um, isn't here, you know. I thought he showed up one week. Me, Chris, Lemeter were there. The three of us, we thought we had a dynamic trio. He's not here again. I mean, it, you could tweet at him, you know, at, at yeah, Lemeter D. I, I, has, Lemeter D yeah, I, I believe that's I, his Twitter handle. Yeah, he just he's not here again. So it's just going to be me and Chris, but I mean... But, uh, you know... We might why, have a better chemistry, yeah. I think we do have better chemistry. And, like, if I'm being honest with you, I don't know how many Lemeter fans there are out there. You're absolutely um, right. There's like, not that many. I know we're saying to treat Lemeter, but, like, how many treats is Lemeter going to get? I feel get like he's, it's going to be completely dry, yeah. No, yeah, so keep, pretty keep, dry. Keep it exactly how it is right now. Yes, yeah, so, uh, this is this is peak muffed podcast right here. I mean, so. Chris, I, I, I'm not going to deny it. Let's get we, we have chemistry, but that's for another episode. Oh, all right. Well, let's get let's get into uh, <laughs> so the first segment. So we always have rumor review, and that's where we kind of talk about past. Um, I mean, like the, the, what happened the prior the prior week. We're gonna talk about rumor predictor, which is I mean what we think rumor that are, rumors that are happening like right now. What we think is gonna happen with them in the future, which pretty much in, in the near future, like next year. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing, the really big question is Chicago with their quarterback. Um, what's going on there? Mitch Trubisky has just been like really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, he got that like hip. I know you can't see me, but I'm air quoting right now. Hip, hip injury, injury. Exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. The I mean, was he benched? Was he not? I'm. Mean, it's very yeah. Exactly. It's very weird. Up in the air. Exactly. Yeah. And then, the, you know, before we had this whole like, Cam Newton going to the Bears like um, rumor, I guess that was happening. And um, Lemeter was really high in that uh, last week. He was yeah. saying that he thinks you know Cam Newton's gonna be leaving Carolina. He's he was like 100. Be... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just saw Kyle Allen last week, and he looked awful against Atlanta. He threw a bunch of red zone picks, and I think, honestly, after that, Carolina should be reconsidering. Like, Cam Newton can't be much worse than what Kyle Allen was. Yeah, no. I mean, of course. And he has, like, he already has experience with the team and the organization. And we've seen what he is. Like, at peak, peak Cam Newton, when he was an MVP form, he's, yeah. he was amazing. Like, yeah, he's, a really he's good quarterback. one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, so, it just becomes, what do you think the, what's Chicago going to do? Are they going to go in the draft? Are they going to free agency? Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the draft class, but it's actually very much loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah, Tua recently just got I, injured. he's gonna he's gonna be back down. Yeah, yeah. So Tua's yeah. gonna be injured. I feel so, bad for him. So yeah, yeah but the, here's the thing: so Chicago doesn't have a first rounder, so maybe they're in, actually in a good position to be picking up Tua because Tua's now in a lot of mock drafts. He's in the second round or like late first round. But even if they get Tua, how how will that how much will that be helpful to them? Because like, you know. You don't want a quarterback that's made of glass and like that is true. If it, yeah. Like you know, he's had even if he reco- even if he recovers from this like horrible injury, which like I we all hope he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, once he does recover, like how likely is it going to happen that this is going to this is going to be a routine thing and he's going to be out a lot? And uh, that that is something to think about when you're drafting a player like that, like especially something like somebody as vital as a quarterback. So. No, I for sure agree with you, and I think it really stems around they also need to build the offensive line around him. So the Chicago has a decent O-line, but I think obviously in the draft and in free agency, they need to address the O-line. They really need to fix that up. And I mean, the team is good. It's like the defense is very good. We already talked about that. It's an elite defense. Mm-hmm. It's, they have receivers. Allen Robinson is there. And I think David Montgomery can make, make something of himself as a running back, and they have still uh, uh, three Cohen. It's really just, 
I think you get Tua, and I could see them maybe like a quarterback competition set, uh, sort of thing where they have Mitch Trubisky, and maybe it motivates him. And Mitch Trubisky is like, oh, my, my job's on the line now. I'm going to be playing much better. I need to step up. Exactly. Yeah. And then he uh-huh. steps up. And in that case, now you, you, Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback, and then you could trade away Tua for something else, and you don't even have to worry about the possibility of an injury. Or you uh, evaluate both guys, and you go with wh- whoever you think is going to be better. And at least, I mean, for this year, or for the next year, you're going to have the protection of if Tua gets injured, then uh, Mitch Trubisky can come in. And um, you could still pick up his fifth-year option as well, I think. So next, so potentially they can have him for the next two years and uh, have Mitch as a backup and have both Tua and Mitch be uh, on the Chicago Bears as a, you know, quarterbacks in a competition. Yeah, no, I, I think that does make a lot of sense. But like, at the same time, it's it's hard to say, like, oh, Mitch Trubisky is just going to step up because, like, he already knows he's on the chopping block. For sure, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know if that much is going to change. You know, this maybe he's worse right now because of all the pressure that he's been putting on himself. Like, I know when I've been in, like, stressful situations in high school athletics, I played much worse. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like in a professional league. Well, you know, uh, the expression pressure makes diamonds, right? I think that's yeah. What it is. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, I think it's very much, it, it depends on his personality. And it, it, Trubisky's either, he's either making a leap forward or he establishes himself that he's going to be just be like a mediocre quarterback to maybe even an NFL backup. Like maybe he just isn't, is never going to be mm-hmm. a starting level quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. But the, you know, there, there are like backup quarterbacks that are good Still that good. they yeah, can exactly. take a, like, serviceable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Nick Mullins, if Nick Mullins is looking for a job, maybe Nick Foles like, last yeah, year, uh-huh. he was a serviceable backup. Yeah. And honestly, we talked about Colin Kaepernick and I, I'd say that Colin Kaepernick potentially he, he's a, like he's at the higher end of the backups in skill level. Yeah, no, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he he's been inactive he for was, a while, yeah. but like he was he was good. He he had a big drop off at the end with San Francisco, obviously. But um he he wasn't like he wasn't a horrible quarterback. He's like I don't know, okay, and best quarterback in the league? No. But like, you know, serviceable. He can and do as the a job for sure. Yeah, 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 as a backup, he can do the backup job. So like, you know, if they're willing to take the baggage of Colin Kaepernick cuz I feel like hiring him honestly is a Political statement, exactly. To yeah. some extent, the media attention that he yeah. that, that um, he brings with him, and just the his entire message, which is respectful, but you know, it depends it's, it's, it's on the exactly, yeah, owner uh-huh. as well, because you know, different owners have different stances on that. Yeah, uh huh. And if, if you know Chicago is willing to take that on, I'm sure he would be. He would love to just yeah. get any opportunity to exactly, play football yeah, again. Yeah. So he'd work his ass off, I bet. And um, that that could honestly be a viable option. Too. So, what do you think happens to Cam Newton the next year? Does does he uh, does he go? Does he stay in Carolina? I don't know. Um, I think it depends. I feel like a lot of it depends how Carolina finishes their season. If their if their offense is weak and just nothing's getting done, mm-hmm. and they continue on this very mediocre bad trajectory, yeah, bad yeah. trajectory, yeah. Um, I think that Carolina is going to try to give him a chance again. And uh, he would probably, in my opinion, he'd probably stay with Carolina. But, you know, if the offense pulls through and stuff... If gets, they look how they looked at the beginning they, of the season. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they get back to, like, a good team again, like, good form, then he's probably going to go somewhere else because they're probably not going to... They're going to move on yeah, and move go to Kyle on. Allen. And, yeah. and he, you don't want to be with an organization that has moved on from you. For like, sure. Look at, like, Richard Sherman. Yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what happened with Seattle. Exactly. Yeah. So, um... Let's talk about it. So the next one I was gonna do is um, also talking about quarterbacks. But um, so the twenty fourteen draft, it's kind of it's crazy to say that it's like almost five years that it's been since um, the draft happened. Yeah. And um, so the two the two uh, top picks were um, Jameis Winston, number one overall, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then um, the next pick, number two, was uh, Marcus Mariota going to the Tennessee Titans. So um, this year will be 
um, in the free agency will be deciding whether the teams are going to be using their fifth-year option, meaning they're going to keep them for one more, for one more year, or they're going to be giving a, a re-signing them, or if they're just going to be you know parting ways and trying to find a, a different option or different approach at quarterback. So mm-hmm. what do you think happens? Let's start off with Jameis Winston since he was the number one overall pick. What does Tampa Bay? What do you think they do with a quarterback? You know, I I think they might try to like. I think that honestly, I could see them trying to sign him for one more year because like, um, he hasn't he hasn't been that bad. Like I mean, he he's been very been, streaky. Like, he's, he looks, exactly. He, he, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he has some games where he's like, oh my god, that's the next Aaron Rodgers type. Uh-huh. And he has some games where he throws like five interceptions. And, and it's and, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So you know, if I was them, I would give him the one more year. Be like, hey. Gotta stuff get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, get your shit together. And if he does that, then like he would be a very good quarterback um, for them for the rest of the season. I mean, Winston, um, they have the tools around him. They have Chris Godwin, who's been a really good receiver this year. Mike Evans, who's been, I mean, historically, last couple of years, he's been really good. They need to address the running game, but Ronald Jones, he's, um, he's a rookie last year, this year, it's his second year. And he's been kind of having, I mean, I, you can't really say it's a sophomore breakout. But he's just been a lot better than yeah. he was last year. And I, I think there's that, pieces there. What, yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I, I agree with you. And I think they're they're a better team than their record shows. And then like Definitely. I disagree with yeah. the, like the power rankings came out for like this week in NFL. And I I, I saw them very um were they low ranked the low? List. I, I yeah, haven't seen that. They, yet. Yeah, they were ranked very low. And I I was kind of surprised honestly because of how well you know they did against the Seahawks. And that they've been very competitive with a lot of top been, teams. With a yeah. lot of top teams and like. You know they're three and seven, but like uh, I think there's th- three and seven, right? And um, that's obviously not the best record, but like at the same time, if like the teams that they they're three have, and seven, yeah, you're yeah, right. The teams that they have played against have been like good teams. They've they been playing a lot of they good teams. They haven't just yeah. played against the dead skins I mean, New and the Orleans, Bungles. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And you know, Seattle's a very tough team, and they almost beat Seattle. That yeah, yeah, and like they 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 have stayed competitive with all these teams, and I think that. With if the quarterback just gets it like, if he just gets his act together, which you know if they could rely on him to do that, uh, then yeah, he should stay. They should sign him. Again. So I agree with you with the whole talent, but I think so. Here's the thing, um, with the new age of quarterbacks, and we've seen that you know teams overpay quarterbacks. We saw that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, yeah. He did. He did not play at the top quarterback level, but he got the number one contract as a quarterback. They what was it two years ago when he got yeah when he got signed when they signed him yeah. exactly yeah so. Tampa Bay and, and Tennessee, they're gonna have to, you know, debate. Do they want to give that huge like sum of money to Jameis Winston, and then potentially, you know, like let's say uh, players in free agency come out. Amari Cooper might be a free agent next year, and uh, say they wanted to get both him and Winston. I mean, I, I don't know if it makes sense because they already have a lot of receivers. But I'm just hypothetically saying uh, they're not gonna have as much money, you know, to be s- distributing around if they're giving Winston his major contract, and also um, their coach Bruce Arians, he's uh, comes from uh, Arizona Cardinals. And he kind of had a reputation of being a quarterback whisperer. He's kind of very much that uh, he can work with a lot of different quarterbacks. He worked with Carson Palmer and made him, you know, they made the playoffs a couple of times with, uh, with uh, Carson Palmer. And I think I could see them moving on and going with the draft just because, you know, when you draft a quarterback, you have a cheap contract. And um, as well as, you know, with Arians' reputation, he can make pretty much, he can make it work with pretty much any quarterback. So if this guy just, you know, they get somebody like maybe, I don't think they're getting any of the top quarterbacks like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, but maybe uh, maybe like a second or third rounder. I mean, like Tua again. I don't know. We're, we're really bringing him up, but there's later round guys like Jordan Love who are going to be in, uh, in the conversation, and um, they're lesser known players. Even um, Easton from Washington, he has a Mahomes type comparison, which means like they can kind of keep Winston type guy with a big arm, but with a much cheaper contract, and maybe give him like a fresh start because Winston's confidence 
you know, there's sometimes when you watch him in the game and he throws like five interceptions and his head's just down. Like he's maybe maybe he just needs a new location to reestablish himself and maybe then he'll get back on track. And Tampa Bay just needs to you know cut their losses and you know it's been five years hasn't worked. Let's get a new quarterback. Mm. But like also back to your monetary thing, like you know who goes to say that he's looking for like a max contract like that? You know if he's like if you know he hasn't very like if we're being honest, like Tampa Bay hasn't accomplished much. The that is true, but you know, couple the years. quarterback position is they garner the most money. They, they do, the they do garner the most money. But do you think a quarterback would be willing to take a pay, a, cut, a pay cut? Exactly, like if he got more talent on his team. I mean, it's it's all speculation. Uh, I guess what we're saying is it's very yeah. I think the Tampa Bay with Winston, it's going to be very hard to predict. But I'm kind of I think I'm actually siding with you, even though I'm, I brought up a couple points of why maybe Winston is not the right idea. I think Winston is going to stay at least for one more year with uh, Tampa Bay just to see what's going to happen. Yeah, they mean, just have way too much talent on their offense, and if they just build up their defense a little bit more, like I feel like it, they're about to they're about to get over the hump. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Like, I think it would be. A they're on a good trajectory, they, and yeah, I think uh-huh. they might be a good team in the next uh, next yeah. coming years. Yeah. yeah uh huh. They could be playoff contenders. Exactly, but um, I think the opposite situation is in Tennessee because Tennessee, if you um. Last two years, I believe they were both in, they were in the playoffs both years, and Mariota has always just been kind of like a game manager. He's looked kind of um, mediocre. He's just not what he was in Oregon. He's not this like star flashy guy. He makes some plays, but he's always kind of very safe. He's not making he's not making the Patrick Mahomes type huge throws. He's kind of just you know taking what the defense has given him, which is good in such in some situations. But when you're down, you also need somebody you know to come. And he's also um he has this reputation of being kind of quiet which was kind of the knock on him that he wasn't a leader. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Tennessee needs to just, you know, shift their offense and get a, get a new quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see that all the time, though, with, like, you know, quarterback or college athlete, college stars um, being horrible. Not and, translating. And, yeah, not translating well at all in the postseason. That happened with the Oakland Raiders, you know, a couple years ago. Um, with their number one pick, Marcus Russell. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. almost a decade, ago. Uh, more yeah, than a decade. That ago. was like yeah, yeah. that was more than a couple of series, yeah, yeah. seasons ago. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's like a classic textbook example of uh, not translating. Tim Tebow, yeah, just yeah. You guys with a lot of hype who just really did not. Who did not like produce at all. It's like if Zion was a dud, it happens. Like it happens all the time, honestly. And uh, you know, but like at the same time, like. I don't think he's been there, but like the Titans are not a bad team. They're they, not, but they, he they, he got benched. He's the Ryan Tannehill. That is now. true. Sorry, that is true. Benched. Yes. Uh huh. But um, yeah. Like I mean, I I don't want to like speak uh, statistics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I haven't kept up with the Titans as much this year. But like, um, I mean, if if he thinks that he could do better, but it, like if, the team just looked with it, I'll say this. So with him on the field, they looked very stagnant. They were not really moving the ball. There wasn't a whole lot of hope. But then when Ryan Tannehill came, it seemed like, I mean, beat the it was a breath of fresh, exactly, it was a breath of fresh air, he brought a new life to the team, and they looked a lot more energetic, and, you know, they actually seemed to want to win. You know, and if that's the case, then it's probably best to move on, because then he that's, doesn't really have yeah. a shot at the team. Like, if one quarterback is suited better, and is just doing the job better, like, why keep the other one, even if you've invested, like, this money into it? I completely agree like, with you, even... Even though I think Ryan Tannehill might not even be the better quarterback out of Mariota, and I'm, I, I've said before that I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Mariota, but I think that's also because of the fact that I think players just like him better. Mariota is mm-hmm. very quiet, and I just I don't know. I don't think he's uh, yeah, chemistry he's, like speaks words like, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, and he needs to be in a more um, offense tailored to his skill. And I think what they're running in Tennessee is just not. Um, they they want they need a, a bigger quarterback, a more kind of in the pocket type quarterback. And Mariota's a, a scrambler. He's a mobile quarterback. That's what he did in Oregon. And um, 
he just needs to do something like that. He needs to be put in a system kind of similar to what Arizona runs with uh, Kyler Murray, and I think then he can find success. Yeah. So I think honestly he should be he should go somewhere else. And like honestly, if there if the team has a toxic, I mean not even necessarily a toxic relationship, but not a good. It's just relationship, not working. Yeah. It just just move on at that point because like, you know, I remember like to compare it to this season. Like this season, water polo, we had the most talent in the league. In in my in my high school water polo division, I our team was um very had a lot of talent. We had a lot of talent, and we were expected to be at least a top three team, and we got last place, and a lot of that was because all the teams they were like best friends with each other and like we just we had like a lot of toxicity and you know disagreements and we just weren't moving the ball well and that just goes to show that like even like people that like aren't as individually talented if they get it's well a with sport. the team it's a team sport exactly and um if you're working as a team then you can get you, you can, can get stuff done you more. can accomplish way more than uh, like a, a team with lesser skill that works well is infinitely better than a team with higher skill that don't cooperate. But then here's the thing. So what I started thinking about is maybe it's not Mariota's fault. It might be Mike Variables, their head coach fault. Uh, maybe he, his system, maybe so I was just saying that Mariota just doesn't fit in the system of the Tennessee Titans. Maybe it's not Mariota needing to leave uh, Tennessee. It's more Variable needs to get fired and they maybe bring somebody in similar to maybe uh, how Cliff Kingsbury, somebody who, from college who runs a college type system like the Air Raid system and that tailors more to uh, Mariota's strengths. And maybe Mariota stays, and the team is, uh, you know. Yeah, but if the team's working right now, there's no reason to tailor to Mariota. That is true, but uh, if like if they have a, if they have a, a product right now, you know, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And like, you're right. If the yeah. coach is working with his current setup, there's no reason to go replace him and you know take a bet on something that. I think you, you're you're right if you're thinking in theory, but I think a lot of the teams, you know, they if you really think about it as a general manager. You spent this first rounder on a guy, a number two overall pick. That's a very valuable, uh, yeah, pick like that's a, that changes franchises, and he's spending on Mar- Marcus Mariota. I don't know if he wants to like that soon in four years give up on him. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. But I think maybe trade him for something. Good. But I I think honestly you're right. And I think Winston is more likely to stay in uh, Tampa Bay, and Mariota is probably more likely his his um position is more shaky and more likely to not be there next year. I agree with you. So last one. Uh, last rumor that we're going to predict what's going to happen. Uh, we talked about quarterbacks. Let's talk about, you know, our hometown Niners. We've had some problems with wide receivers dropping the ball. What yeah. do you think is going to happen um, in next year? Do you think we, we're going to go get a, uh, a new I, receiver free agency? Maybe yeah, I think so. Because, like, this offense has been, like, very limited to uh, by, by its wide receivers. When offenses, like, like, defenses that we have played against have just shifted their defense to protect against the running game. And we, and we it's, exposed, it's exposed lots of weaknesses. And our offense, and a lot of that doesn't come from Jimmy, but like comes from the receiver just not being able to make the plays and catch those hard to catch balls. And uh, there's been a couple of people that haven't been producing that much, and they haven't been getting that much play time as a result. Um, and I think Dante Pettis to really to name a guy who last year he ended a season looking really good. We thought he could be the next like franchise number one receiver for the Niners, and this year, I mean, Shanahan has openly talked about how he just doesn't he's not taking advantage of his opportunities. And also with the fact, you know, Dante Pettis uh, coming into training camp, there was a rumor that, you know, he wasn't in the best shape. And also it just kind of seems that maybe this has been a really down year for him. So maybe the team goes in a different direction with also their, um, I think there was trade rumors before the deadline that Dante Pettis potentially could have been traded or something like that. So what do you think Dante Pettis, is, what's going to happen with him? I mean, like Kyle Shannon has said he's been, he, can't, he could be doing a better job. I mean, he had a good season last year though. He ended got, it really well. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And 
he's he has like this I won't say like history, but he you know he he has shown that he can be a valuable player, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know the players like him and stuff. He, he's like a, a good a positive impact on the team, so like. I think maybe they'll give him another chance. Uh, I mean, it is only going to be it, next year. is going to be third year. So, like, yeah, still, you know, he's still young and he hasn't really had time to, like, I feel like even deal with it. Because, like, once a team's really good, there's, like, another level of, like, of the mental the mental pressure to keep your, like, good record. And I feel like, you know, when you're, like, 0 and 8, it's like, oh, there's, like, what do I have to lose, you know, sort of thing. Versus like oh like I have like my team's rep on the line and I think, stuff. No, I think you're right. And also, I th- when you're when, before we had these losing seasons, I think Shanahan was more inclined to play guys who were more raw, but you know have potential, mm-hmm. kind of like Dante Pettis. And we've seen that with Kendrick Bourne this year. He's actually gotten more opportunities. But last year he the you know Bourne Pettis they were getting a lot of opportunities as well. And um, I think last year we just saw that last year we saw that Dante Pettis was just getting a lot of opportunities. And this year it's just not happening the same way. And I think that's more just to say that Shanahan trusts in his veterans. He trusts in Emmanuel Sanders. He trusts in Kendrick Board, who's kind of, you know, it's and, weird to say, but he's now a veteran. Been doing so much better. Like, Emmanuel Sanders has significantly improved the offense. Like, yeah, absolutely. By right, a yeah. lot. Like, like, there's games that, like, I honestly don't think he would, like, I think they would have a, a lesser record right now. Without I don't think they'd be 9-1 without Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. And like, I mean, the Arizona game on Halloween, he was he had like I think he, almost like two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, like that's, yeah that's, that's crazy. And like, he's been like such a reliable option for Jimmy to throw to, that like, like his he has like proven his value like more more than like like for just a third yeah, rounder. All I'm, we traded I'm was speechless. <laughs> all we yeah. traded was a third rounder, and um, yeah, he's provided a lot. Yeah, for he, the team. and he's provided like a path, um, a pathway to success. On like a team that already lacks wide receivers, and I think if I think that should be the priority right now, getting people who can actually produce. Because if you can't produce, you know it's the NFL. Potential it's, is yeah. only on paper, exactly. But exactly, it's, it's what you actually do in the um, field is what I think is really important. And they need more people like Emmanuel Sanders. Like, imagine if the if the 49ers had a good receiving game. I mean, the the offense was already dominating, and the, but they'd be even like they'd be, they'd be really they'd good. be really really good, yeah. I mean, and so what do you what do you think is gonna happen, Emmanuel Sanders? Is he getting so he's a free agent as well as? Um, I think they're gonna try to sign sign him. I think so as well. But then also, here's another question. So Marquise Goodwin is getting he's the highest paid right, right now receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna restructure his contract or maybe just cut part ways with him? I don't or think they're gonna do, cut him, but I think they would restructure his, his contract because you know he he was saying something happened in his personal life. Yeah, it just seems uh, like his head wasn't it wasn't in the game the last yeah. couple. Uh huh, and. You, Last season, you know, we know about his whole um, with the pregnancy scare. Yeah, yeah. Like he's this has been a really hard couple of years for him. For sure, yeah. Like in a similar life, like I don't know how I'd be able to deal with that and all the stuff he goes to. You know, his wife Morgan Goodwin is pregnant right now, like yeah, twenty four yeah. weeks pregnant or something. So I think there's just a lot of stress and like I don't know if his head's really in the game. You know, once this huge part of his life is over and you know if they delivered like a healthy baby, you know. Um, his personal situation that has come up is resolved. And exactly, stuff. he can get back to being. He can focused. get back to being a, f- a football receiver, and which he was pretty good, you know. I mean, that the first and, year he played almost a thousand yards. Yeah, and he he had like in this season he showed potential. Like in the ball that he's like in the times that he's actually catch the ball and, mm-hmm. and run with it, he's done good. But you know, he just had more drops and receptions, and he's had yeah he's had problems uh-huh. with the drops, which a lot of our receivers have. But the thing is, the, the other receivers you can kind of say that it's because of you know they're young. They can figure it out. Marky's good one. Uh, he's, he's just turned 29. Exactly, yeah. He's getting close to 30, which is kind of, you know, like that's the age where you kind of start saying where receiver's getting old. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, 
I think I don't think they should cut them yet, but like maybe it could be like, hey man, like I know you're going through some stuff and like you still show potential though. So would you? Yeah, would you want to restructure? Try to yeah. yeah. I think John Lynch should sit, sit with him and maybe see if maybe restructure contract and see if we can you know allocate some of that money in another place on the team. Yeah, but, and I um, hope you'd be understanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we had the Mark a podcast. We're big fans of the Marquis Goodwin. He helped us out before, so we wish him the best with whatever happens. Yeah, no, Marquis Goodwin's a really good guy. Yeah, we know. hope he. I mean, I hope he still stays on the team regardless of whatever happens with the contract. Yeah. And um, and he's he's we've had like personal experiences with. Yeah, Marquis he's a very Goodwin. he's a very nice guy, and, and I, we, he's we, helped us in like in like our own individual ways, which I can't say for any other professional athlete. For so. sure, yeah, we, we are very much in, we're very thankful for what he's done mm-hmm. to help us out in the podcast. Yeah, and we wish him the best. Yeah, so let's move on to our staple, you know, studs and duds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, so well, let me and I, you know, pretty much every episode we try to do it. So, um, Chris, I know you have one. So you you have one stud. I have one two d- studs and two duds. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, well, my bad. Um, let's let's start. Yeah, Chris, who, yeah. who are your studs? So my studs are the New Orleans defense and Dawson Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox because the Bills, you know, they they're on like the uptrend. Um, I feel the like he's a big fan of the Bills. Yeah. Um, he he's been producing better. He's kind of had like an uptrend. He's been a little bit iffy on fantasy. But yeah. um, he shows potential, and like you know, they're facing off against the Broncos this this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they're not the best. They're team. they're a good defense, but yeah. uh, you're, yeah. they're lacking in safeties. And I think where the strength is really the exactly D line, the linebackers, mm-hmm. and I think that gives him potential to make some plays and you know get some yardage. So for me this week, I'm gonna put um, Dawson Knox as one, and then also the New Orleans defense because the Saints are good this season i mean the saints um, have been good yeah last, yeah last two years like they've i mean they're like always an egg an elite team yeah yeah um and you know they're playing the panthers on sunday which and kyle I, allen has shown exactly yeah. he's thrown a lot of interception um on their negative trend that they've been going they've been losing games and stuff and i feel like they they're kind of you know they want to win but they're also like down like they're not playing at their best right now and they have negative attitudes which I think is gonna provide a lot of opportunities for like interceptions or fumbles from New Orleans, or um, like New Orleans to the <laughs> to the fans. Getting more points, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, so, I had the New Orleans defense I think, last week, and they they did really good. For yeah, they fantasy. did. Yeah. He, you know, but I did. He, I played he, Chris last week, and uh, I'm happy to say I continued my win streak. Uh, yes, and he handed me. Chris got clapped. Uh, I wouldn't say clapped, but it was a loss. It wasn't that close, but also. Chris, uh, I can respect that. You're taking Tyree, it very well. Tyreek Hill. Uh, got he injured. got injured. You had uh, Damian Williams as well, right? The Chiefs yes. running back. Uh-huh. Yeah, you really got screwed by them. Yeah, no. I, I, I was. It's been an unlucky two weeks of fantasy. I had, like, last week, I had three people who had zero points. And they all had games. Yeah. No, that, that yeah, sucks, Chris. Uh-huh. I, I can't uh-huh. relate. I'm right now uh, sitting at a 10 and 1. Yeah, I think I'm... I think I'm like an even five and five. I'm like I mean, you, you, if you're at five hundred, you there's still a chance. For and you, you know, you know what, you know what sucks. You're not doing too? bad, Chris. I'm at a five hundred, and I have the second most points in the league. Do you know who has the first most points? Uh, do you know how much how much more points it is than me? It's, it's not that much. I think it's like four hundred. It's not like four hundred. Okay, Come okay. On, sit that, the that we're not, let's not get sit into on this. your. Th- let's let's not let's not get into this. Okay. I'll go with my studs. I'm going Leonard Fournette. So we recently had the Jaguars head coach. He started talking about how um, he wants to use him more. Leonard Fournette, when we when um, he started off a little slow, and then around like week three, week four, and then onwards, I, I think honestly up until like maybe like week eight, 
he was getting crazy usage. He was getting like 130 yards every single game. His touchdowns aren't really there, but 130 yards, that's 13 points. That's pretty good. And um, with him getting more touches, I mean, that's even better. Like, he's going to be getting red zone touches. That's provided just fantasy points, and I think I, I would take a chance with him, and I don't know why you would be benching him, really. Like, you, you must be in a really small league if you're benching him. But I just say, like, if you're in a da- daily fantasy league, he's kind of cheap in his pricing, and I would definitely I definitely put him there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, you have Burnett um, in our league, though. I do. I do have him. And I'm yeah. starting him this week, so yeah, I have him in another league, and yeah, things. I'm very happy with how he's done. Big things come, yeah. I know he's been good. Yeah, he's been scoring like ten points. So, um, my next guy is Kenny Gal, Kenny Galladay. Our friend <laughs> calls him Galladay. Yeah. That's why he's got Galladay. St- yeah, yes. he can read, but um, <laughs> Kenny Galladay, Detroit, uh, Detroit um, Lions wide receiver. They're playing against the Washington Redskins. I mean, that's not a that's not a matchup to be really scared of. They're not a daunting matchup. Their secondary is not very good. I think he's pissed off. He only had like three points last week. I think Kenny Galladay is gonna try to go out there and he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna ball out. Like how he he's like, he's been getting consistent like twenty points, uh, for the first uh, like first half of the season and then after that he he slowed down. But that's like still like 12, 13 points. That's not really like that's that, those are good numbers as like a wide receiver two and some teams maybe as a wide receiver one. But I, for sure I I pencil him in for at least like thirteen points and with upside of like twenty maybe even thirty points this week against Washington. Yeah. No, I mean it's always solid to like you, uh, make a pick against, against exactly. Washington. Yeah, playing against know. crappy teams is just you know. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, um, and you know that comes to my next dud ties in with that. Uh, LA defense, I don't think they're gonna do well against Baltimore. You know they already the Rams have not been looking. Lamar Jackson strong. destroyed Houston. Yeah, uh huh. He ripped them a new one. He I mean, did. I, I he didn't did. think that was gonna happen. And honestly, LA hasn't been that good this year. They've they've been they've been like massively Rams, overhyped. Yeah, yeah they have been massively overhyped, and they've had a lot of problems like beyond playing like elite teams. And now they're gonna play the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson is free, freaking incredible. Actually, the best team in the AFC. Yeah, the Ravens yeah, are really um, good. They're they're hella good. Yeah, and uh, I don't think you should start the LA defense against this. Baltimore I agree with you. Yeah, it's, yeah, I would be nervous starting. Like if I if that was the only option, I mean, go with it. It's better than zero points. But I'd be nervous going with yeah. the LA defense. Uh huh, for, for sure. Yeah. And my second dad is Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, like they're playing Chicago this week, the Giants, and he's just not been that good. Like I wasted my first pick. Christian McCaffrey was much better this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saquon Barkley has been like constantly disappointing me. Very consistent with his disappointments. You know, I keep starting. He's been banged up. Long. Yeah, New yeah. York has just been a bad team. Uh huh. And like, I don't see him getting that many points against a good defense like Chicago. And like, Chicago does have a very good front yeah. seven. Which, yeah, they're gonna be. I mean, Daniel, Daniel Jones gonna have a hard good time. Running game. Yeah, the running running game's gonna be, be. Yeah. Very good. And I don't know. I might not start him this week. Just, That's that'd yeah. be ballsy, Chris. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I think he'll still get he you ten points. But I mean, but at, I at this point, if you're ta- you spent number one overall pick, yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that you want a little more than ten points. Mm-hmm. So my dud is uh, Aaron Rodgers, and that's kind of you know hometown San Francisco. He he's coming back. He's from the Bay. He's coming to uh in, to Levi Stadium. He's coming to Santa Clara. But I think you know we've seen the quarterbacks. I think the statistic was they average around thirteen points per game against San Francisco fantasy points per game um, against the San Francisco mm-hmm. defense. And the only quarterback who's done, uh, who's gotten over twenty points against uh, SF defense is Kyler Murray, and he did that twice. Oh, so, Russell Wilson did. No, Russell Wilson had like sixteen or seventeen points, but not twenty. 
Kyler Murray had a, his only quarterback who had more than 20 points, uh, fantasy points, against the Niners' defense. And I just, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is mobile, but he's not Kyler Murray mobile. I just think he, they might have success. I don't think they're going to win the game, which we'll get to later in the predictions. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I just don't think he's going to be that good in fantasy because, you know, the Niners' defense has just been really good. Yeah, and it, they make it really hard for quarterbacks to shut them down. Like, with Bosa. Yeah, Robert Sala is going to make yeah. it. I mean, he's Robert yeah. Sala is a beast. Exactly, yeah. he's gonna make it hard for Aaron Rodgers, and I don't, I just can't see him really balling out to like to just consider starting to, yeah consider him. starting him. Mm-hmm. And then my second guy is uh, Bo Scarborough, which is kind of a name. I talked about Brian Hill. I, I said he was gonna be a stud, which I kind of messed up. He was just not good. No, yeah. Here's another guy who's I think in a similar situation. Bo Scarborough last week he had a very good um I forgot to be points, but he did very good and like as a streamer. I mean he's an appealing option. But you also got to look that uh, ever since Carryon Johnson left. They've used uh, Ty, Ty Johnson in Detroit. They've used Ty Johnson and Bo Scarborough. And I forgot they have one more running back that they, they use as well. And I mean, um, they just, they're, they're kind of no-name guys. I, I only know Bo Scarborough from Alabama football. But uh, he, he I, I, I mean, I don't think he's that good. I no. think he's just, it's just, he had one good week. I would not be starting him again. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all just of a sudden, flicks, I, checked, I checked Yahoo Fantasy, and I think he went from like being like, like 1% owned, maybe even less than 1% owned, and now he's like thirty percent on. Like, I, I I mean I just can't see starting him because I, I don't think he they're they're in a committee. I think it's just gonna be hit or miss. Like maybe one week he'll do good, one week he won't. And he's playing against Washington, which we said like I mean, Washington is not a daunting matchup. But Washington has a good front seven. They have some good guys that, that are you know they're raw. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, those guys are not bad. And um I I would just be you know I'd be cautious starting him. I wouldn't say he's a complete bust. Like I would not start him at all. But I'd be like be cautious if you really have to do it. But um if there's better options. I would go with yeah, him. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't choose him over anybody, really. Don't just go with him just because of the hype of one game. Mm-hmm. Go with guys who have been a little more consistent. Because it's super common to see fantasy guys with like two points, two points, three points, like 25 points. Exactly. And then, and then, then, you, and then, like then everybody the freaks season. out. Everybody yeah. freaks the fuck out. And then they all pick him up. And then the next week, he you know he lays a dud. Which is kind of what happened to Brian Hill. I mean, I did that with Atlanta. I thought, okay, Devonta Freeman's out. Brian Hill's in. They're going to be giving him touches. Dan Quinn says so. And then uh, just nothing happened. He, he just wasn't that good. Yep. Don't make the same mistake I did. Don't don't, don't, don't pull a Boaz. Don't do that. I mean, pull a Boaz. Win win your league. Totally fine with that. <laughs> hey, win, hey. win your matchup. You can you can do that. If you're gonna learn from me. Do win your matchup. Don't start uh, Brian Hill or um, Bo Scarborough. Yep. So uh, let's finish this off with the quick fire. That's kind of our you know studs and does is our signature. But I mean, the quick fire has become kind of like our, our second. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. It's a routine thing. So uh, let's start off. So Thursday night game. That's going to be tomorrow. Um, Colts at Houston. I think Houston. I'm going to take the Texans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they got to be pissed off if they got destroyed. Yeah, they got apps. They got fucked. They, but, yeah, that's, yeah and, uh, that's the right word to use. I, yes. I completely agree with you. And Indianapolis isn't really that good. They, they lost yeah. to Miami two weeks ago. They're, yeah. they're an okay team. Lemire's very high on them, but that just, you know, that tells you if Lemire's high on you, like, you're, you're not that good. Do the opposite of what Lemire says. Yeah, he is Skip Bayless and Craig. Skip Bayless, exactly. Um, next one is Dolphins at Browns. That's a 10 a.m. Uh, game. I don't know. Probably, probably Browns. Browns. I'm going to take Browns. I mean, Dolphins on the upswing, you know. I'm a, I'm a root for Miami. The Browns are probably yeah. better than them. They lost last week, but um, Cleveland... Yeah, I, Cleveland at home. I'm taking them. They're not gonna have Miles Garrett after what happened. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett uh, wa- played whack a mole with Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but um, no, that was fun. Yeah, that was very fun. 
I mean, that, that was weird. I watched that. I, I've never seen that before. I don't think anybody's seen I don't that. think anybody's seen I that. I saw, like what, what was it, Aikman and Joe Buck? They were freaking the fuck out. Dude, they were, the they were sitting there. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And, like, they threw him down in the end zone. And, um, the, like, the D-line was, like, like just punching and kicking him. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That was, like, that was, like, that wasn't just, like, a football fight. That was, like, a brawl. For, no, for, I considered talking about it for this episode, but I kind of wanted to wait for the meter because I know he's got some opinions on yeah, it. Yeah, and we, yeah, no, we're going to wait for the meter. Let's but wait we, for we the meter. We will discuss this. We will we'll totally discuss, discuss this. this. Yeah, we're not, don't think that we're just, you know, completely going to blindly go, completely past this, you know. This is a crazy NFL event. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to be thinking about this, I think, for years to Years, now. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lions at Redskins. Lions. Yeah, I think Lions as well. I've, I already talked about yeah, all hail the dead skins. Yeah, yeah, Redskins just are not good. I mean, a tank for whoever, whoever the fuck you want. Chase Young, Andrew Thomas, tank for somebody. Raiders or Jets? Raiders. These are these are easy matchups right now. Yeah, Ra- Raiders have uh, two really good ones. They had uh-huh. uh, Bengals last week, Jets this week. I think so. I think even I think though they're Raiders. playing at Jets, yeah, I still think Raiders. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. the Jets. Oakland's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so, so so far I think we're on the same page, right? We've agreed with it, I think every pick. Yeah. New York at um, Chicago. Probably Chicago. Yeah, we'll agree on that. Giants, Chicago, yeah. so, New York is not does not have good sports teams this year. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they've just been really bad. Their O line is bad, and I think Khalil Mack's gonna take advantage of that completely. Mm-hmm. Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans. Carolina, I think so too. The Panthers have like. They've just been getting worse throughout the season, and like they need to break the trend. But like, I don't see it happening, especially against like a really strong team like the Saints. Like, I think be hard. so. If Christian McCaffrey wants to remain in the MVP conversation, he needs to have like a bounce back, or like not really a bounce back because he hasn't been doing bad. He just needs to really just you know put the whole team on his back and carry them to a win. Carry and, the heck out of Carolina, yeah. yeah. And that's what what he's kind of been doing, but he needs to do Excuse even me. more because Kyle Allen's just been awful. But uh, I still think, yeah, New Orleans is the safe pick. I'm going with New Orleans. Uh, Seattle at Philadelphia. That's more interesting. That, that is more interesting. Yeah. I actually, I like that. That's a good What do you think is going to happen? Seattle. Seattle's good. I, I hate Seattle, but the Seahawks are a good team. Russell Wilson's a very good quarterback. Well, here's the thing. So, last week, uh, Philadelphia played against New England. And at one point, there was like 10 to 0. Yeah. And Philadelphia almost even won at the end if it wasn't for Aguilar dropping the ball. You know? Yeah. You know that meme played. with the guy, Ag- yeah. Aguilar? Uh-huh. I caught it like, instead of like, what is it? I caught it on like Aguilar. Um, I, th- I think Philadelphia wins. I think because Philadelphia is just, you know, they've been flying under the radar. And that's kind of what happened in the Super Bowl run. They were really under the radar. And then all of a sudden, playoffs, it just pff, came out of nowhere. Mm. I think they're going to beat Seattle and they're going to establish themselves that they're a good team. And their division is very much, the NFC East, very much winnable. You know, Dallas has just looked, they looked mediocre. Redskins are bad. Giants are bad. Eagles are, you know, they're going to make yeah, the playoffs, I think. They are, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're very quietly doing it. Like, I don't think that many people are talking about the Eagles, but they should be. They should really be talked about more. Mm-hmm. So, right. I'm go- yeah, this is going to be our first disagreement. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Okay, well, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Atlanta. At Atlanta. Probably Tampa Bay. I mean, Atlanta has been looking good yeah. recently. They kind of got back, you know. They're finally Two utilizing back their back. talent, but you know, I think Tampa, like I was saying earlier, Tampa Bay is a good team, and I think they're they're better than their record shows. I think James Wilson is going to throw some more picks, and I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta yeah, wins. Yeah, at least, especially since they're at home. I just I, I think Atlanta's going to win. Um, let's go Broncos at Bills. Who's winning? Probably Bills. I mean, I I think that the Bills are overhyped. I think that. You know, I, I think that they're not as good as their record shows. Yeah. But 
I think they're better than Denver, and I think I don't think it'll be a really like I think it'll be like it won't be an easy win, but I say they could pull through. They'll pull one out, and I I think I totally agree with you. They're not that good of a team, but their schedule is just you know it's been really good for them. Denver's not that hard of a team to face. Yeah, I think Buffalo's winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Are Bengals getting their first dub? No, I don't think so. And like they they were eliminated this week from playoff contention. Yeah, and. There's like literally no point for them to even win a game. Tank for a uh, blow for Burrow. Literally, yeah, they have zero wins. They're, you know, they. It's impossible for them to make the postseason at this point. I don't think even before, even though it was mathematically not, it's still possible. It's still possible. I don't, I don't think they ever really yeah. thought they had chances. Yeah, but like now, I guess I just result like they're the first team in the yeah, league. Yeah, they're back. Yeah. And I don't think like they're tanking. Yeah, it's, it's best for them to tank. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Mason Rudolph, I hope his head is doing fine. But I think even if his head is, like, f- fucked up, I think he'll still be fine against the Bengals. Yeah. The Bungles. Jaguars versus Titans in uh, Tennessee. That's interesting. Oh, Tennessee. If it's at Tennessee, I'm going to go with the Titans. you going with Titans? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. I'm no, they were with, good. They, they, they beat the Chiefs. I'm going with uh, Jacksonville. I think it's a fluke that they beat the Chiefs. It was an off-the-block field goal. Uh, the Chiefs are a better team. But that's regardless. I think Jacksonville, they're going to start using Leonard Fournette more. They're going to pound it. And uh, I think they're going to be the Titans. I mean, yeah, I they you know the Titans have really it, good it's pieces. It's a coin flip. This is a yeah, very tight it's, one. It's a very tight one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, very evenly matched teams. Okay, next one. I think this is going to be good for uh, anybody who's a hater of the Cowboys or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. One team is going to have to lose. Dallas at New England. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, I hate to say this, but um, the nine and one. I'm going with Dallas. I'm going with Dallas. I mean, I've been picking against the Patriots, and I it's got, it's gonna work out. It sounds point. so excited right now, but it's like, gonna work you're out gonna be point. very disappointed when they get their tenth win. I'm hoping Ezekiel Elliott is gonna rush for like 300 Dude, yards, three touchdowns. Good. Dallas is like Amari. They have good players. Amari Cooper is gonna ball out, and Tom Brady just has not looked that good. I mean, it's really just about if New England defense can carry them, and um, I think Dallas pulls it out. They're six and four. Yeah, I mean that's like very. I, I mean, that's just my pick. They're just slightly yeah, better than Chris, average. Listen, I'll get, if, if they lose, if Dallas loses, I'll come next week in the podcast and I'll apologize to you. I'll look at you and I'll be like, you know what, Chris? I was a, I was a dummy. I should not have picked against the Patriots. Okay, okay. But at the moment, I'm very hyped for this. I'm really hyped for this game. And I honestly, um, this this game could have totally been a, like a, a Sunday night type game, but I'm happy that it's Niners Packers. But this is like on the level of like excitement for me. As a Sunday night game, because I mean, I don't like Cowboys fans. I don't like Patriots fans. One fan, but one fan base is gonna lose, and I hope I'm hoping it's um you know the one that plays in New England. Yeah, no, I don't really like the Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. It's gonna be taking an L. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing your apology next weekend. Uh, um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, Chris. We'll we'll see. Uh, Green Bay at. I know uh, that's hard. Probably the Niners. You know they didn't look that great against Arizona, but I think they'll pull through. And um, you know I just think they're a better team than Packers. But the problem is like the Packers are a very solid team. Uh, my uncle's a huge cheese head, so I actually from Wisconsin. Uh, his wife is from Wisconsin, uh, and he hates the Four Niners. He hates them. Yeah. I mean, so that's gonna be a big game for be a for very, my family. Yeah, it's gonna be a very weird family reunion once, yes. once the Niners. Uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yes. dinner is going to uh-huh. be weird when uh, the It's Niners... at his house, too. So, oh, really? Yes. When, when uh-huh. the Niners destroy the Packers, uh-huh. it's going to be very weird uh, Thanksgiving dinner. No, yeah. But, uh, I, I think San the Niners is going to... I think San Francisco is going to pull through on this one. 10-1. Uh, 
But uh, I think it's going to be close. Listen, this close. If, if the ideal weekend for me, the Patriots lose, the Niners win, I win my fantasy football matchups, I'm a happy man. Yeah, like, happy I'm, man. I, exactly. I leave yes. Sunday with like the biggest smile. You wake up, you wake up Monday morning, okay, with school. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I wake up Monday and I'm excited for school. That's just how happy Because of how perfect the weekend was. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I hope game. that happens for you, Ross. Th- thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Monday night, Ravens at Rams. Ravens. I this is I mean like just Ravens. I yeah, don't know. they're actually really good this year. The Ravens are really and good. The and Rams I mean, are not. They're yeah, like the honestly Rams, below average in my opinion. Like, yeah, they, I think they're an average football team. I think Sean McVay is getting kind of hated on, but yeah, the Ravens no, are just really good. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's it. Do you want to add anything else? We've kind of went over everything. Yeah. No. I, I think. I mean, I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, without we'll, we'll further ado, we'll discuss the uh, the fight very soon though. Yeah, the Miles Garrett fight. Yeah. I think we'll get into that um, next week with Lemeter. So let's just finish this off. So um, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hopefully Lemeter will be back. I mean, if you don't like Lemeter, then maybe you maybe pray, do pray, a quick, uh-huh, quick, quick prayer. Lemeter won't come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not like not like he's gonna die. Die, nah, like, but he's like not he's not coming back to the podcast. podcast. He's being his uh, yeah. usual lazy Lemeter self. Is it is a Lamborghini Lemeter or lazy Lemeter? I don't know. We should make him. The Lamborghini's Changing got a flat thing. tire. Yes, uh-huh. So, so, yeah, uh-huh. That's all I could say. Out of gas. And on, on that note, uh, my name is Boaz. Chris is across from me. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Yeah, it's been the month. Peace.